Good Life, a podcast about living life a bit differently. We're Natalie and Daniel, a married couple from Tennessee. In 2015, we sold everything we owned, moved overseas, and we've been living the expat life ever since. Stick around to hear about our travel experiences, both good and bad, our expat adventures, and everything in between. Welcome back to episode seven. Today we are going to talk about visiting home once you've lived abroad. Going back to your home state or city. Yeah, it, obviously this is in relation to our own experience. So for us, it's going back home to West Tennessee in the USA. Yeah. So we always look forward to going home. Yeah, it's always good to see family and friends and green stuff. Yeah, um, but I would say there are just as many challenges as there are positives about going home. Um, I guess we should start by saying we usually go home once a year in the summer for about three weeks. Yeah. Three to four weeks. One summer we did seven weeks, and that was too long. Way too long. So, yeah, three to four weeks. Obviously, last summer we didn't get to go home because of COVID, so when we travel... This summer, summer, it'll be two years since yeah. we've been home. Okay. So, what would you say is your absolute favorite thing about going home? Favorite thing? Oh, it's definitely seeing family and friends. You know, yeah. you, get to, you get to see, you know, for us, well, this year it'll be two years since we've seen any family. So, it'll be really good to do that. It'd be great to see friends because we, well, friends from home because we've not seen them in two years as well. And seeing green stuff like driving down the road and there's a cotton field and a soybean field yeah. and a, you know stuff like that i agree so like seeing friends and family is my favorite and uh it's just it's just so good to connect with those people who we talk to on a regular basis but that we used to see you know once a week twice a week once a month yeah it's really good to like just connect with them again um and surprisingly, not many people come to visit us in the <laughs> Middle East. Um, we have had some visitors, yeah. all family, um, which is amazing. If anybody listening wants to come visit, please do. We'll show you around. But uh, we don't get people who come visit here, mainly because it's so far from the States. Yeah, it's 8,000 miles from where we lived at in the States. Yeah, so like it's a long flight. It's an expensive flight. Most people in the States don't have that much time off. And, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah, and it, I mean, from where we live at to get here or get there, home either way, it, you're looking at 24 hours worth of travel, regardless. At least. Usually yeah. it's like 30, 30. 30 hours door to door. Yeah, which is a very long day because I don't sleep too well on a plane. Most people don't, you know. No. So, anyways, but, yeah, I would say our favorite thing is seeing friends and family. Definitely. And connecting with them. Um However, that's also one of the challenges is trying to find a balance of seeing people and spending time with them, but also relaxing because this is our holiday or our vacation time, and you don't just want to go, go, go no. the entire time. You want some time just to chill out and relax. Yeah. Actually sit around and watch the grass grow or something. Cause I, I guess our first year home, we tried to do everything. Yeah. And I was like, never again. We were exhausted. Yeah, I was absolutely miserable. And 
obviously because I work in education, we can only travel when I have school breaks. Yeah. So we don't get, we can't just travel whenever we only get certain breaks. Um, not complaining. I know we get a lot of time off work, but well, relative to, to the pay, I suppose we get the time off work, but you know, we get two weeks over the winter holidays, a week at spring break and six weeks in the summer. So when we, we can only travel at those times so when we go home, it's not like, oh, we can do four weeks at home and then take another four weeks. And go do something. That- yeah. If you're American and you're listening to this, you're probably like four weeks of vacation at a time. What is that? But that's how most of the world travels, apparently. Yeah. Or takes their holiday time, at least. Um, anyways, but it is tough to find that balance of wanting to see and do everything and see everybody, but also remembering to just relax so that we can actually come back refreshed and not exhausted yeah and it's really good for our mental health to just be able to like you know have a barbecue in the backyard or whatever or just sit around the house well we generally don't sit around the house but just hang out around the house and have a few people over and and kind of reset your clock a little bit to where you feel like you're actually on a holiday yeah Instead of, okay, we'll meet this person for coffee at this time, and then we'll go for lunch here, and then we need to go see this family, and then we need to do this. Like, no, that's just a lot. It's a lot of work. Um, And that's, so that's another challenge is, like, setting those boundaries of (laughs) uh, the people to say, you know, so I'm trying to be polite and diplomatic as I say this, but sometimes when we go home, people want us to come see them, and they live an hour away, 45 minutes away, 30 minutes away. And it's like, you know what, guys? We just flew 8,000 miles. And spent a ton of money to get here. spent a ton of money to get here to see our family and friends. So really. You can't we, drive 45 minutes? Come on. Yeah. Be nice. Yeah. Be I mean, considerate. Obviously, there are different circumstances for everybody. Like, if you've got a newborn baby or something, I get it. Like, Yeah. Definitely understand that. But, but people who are just like, oh, yeah, come see me. I'm like. No, come see me. No, you can come see me. Um, And like we said, our first visit home. We did not do that. No, we didn't set those boundaries and we were completely exhausted. And honestly, by the end of two weeks, we were like, we're ready to go. Nothing against like being there. It was just so exhausting. It was too much work. It was like having a full-time job. Yeah. So. Because she would schedule stuff. Then I would schedule stuff. And then we'd both leave the house at like eight or nine in the morning. (laughs) And come back home at midnight, absolutely exhausted. Yeah. And I was like, well, I've not even seen you all day, and this is supposed to be our holiday together. Yeah. So, anyways, we're, we're doing a lot better about finding that balance. Yes. And setting the boundaries. One thing that we've done in the last couple of years is we'll say, hey, we're going to be here at this restaurant or bar, or we're going to have a cookout on this night. Yeah. You're more than welcome to show up. Yeah, and just like throw it out to everybody. Like swing by if you want to stay for 10 minutes, if you want to stay for six hours. Yeah. It's cool. But like we'll just be in this general location and we'll usually do that twice while we're home. And, you know. Yeah, we'll do it the first or second week when we're home. And then we generally do it the last week we're in town. Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's talk about another positive of visiting home. For me is uh, everything just feels so nostalgic. Yes, everything does. Like before, there were certain things in our hometown that felt nostalgic, like 
going by a place that I used to live as a child but now it's every single thing has some sort of nostalgia like um, the school that I worked at the school that I went to the stores we used to go to together going to the grocery store like it all has a level of nostalgia for me now yeah because you go in those places again you're like this place has not changed in the last six years yeah it's still the same same yeah so I guess the feeling that most people would get when they move away from home and go back after 10, 15 years or whatever to their hometown and they see, they have those feelings. I get that almost every summer when we yeah. go home. Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah. And then you touched on this earlier about having the greenery and the nature. Yeah. And, you know, the the town that we're from is not a small town, but it has a lot of farmland around it. And I grew up being on farms and around yeah, farms. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's nothing neater to me is than to walk out and you just see acres upon acres of fresh corn planting are yeah. coming up. By the time we get home, it'll be almost time to pick it. But uh, that's, to me, it's just amazing to see it. Yeah, and just driving down the road and everything's green all around you. Yeah, the smell of fresh, cr- fresh cut grass. Yeah. You don't get that a lot here. No, and we'll definitely see some rain when we go home. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, this year it's only rained twice. Where we live now. Yeah, where we live at now. Yeah. Twice. So obviously, we live in the Middle East. We don't get a ton of rain in Abu Dhabi, but we usually get five or six days yeah. a year. And One day they counted it rain. I was like, I went outside. I saw the rain. All ten drops. Yeah, but they counted it as a rain. But anyway, so we're excited to get to see some some rain, some greenery. However, last time we were home, it rained the first eight days we were there. And about four days in, I was like, I'm done. I'm ready to go back to the desert. Yeah. I miss <laughs> I miss the drive. I miss the sun. Yeah. But hopefully this summer it'll be like yeah. sporadic rain. Yeah. It'll be really nice. Um, let's see. Um, something else I love about going home is eating at our favorite restaurants. Yes. Uh, there are a few that we absolutely love, greatly miss. Yeah. Our, probably our favorite is sushi. Yes. From oh. Little Bitty. Well, it's not Little Bitty. It started out a Little Bitty Hole in the Wall restaurant. And now it's a quite large restaurant. Which yeah. And it has like a cult following. Yeah. It is so delicious. So uh, if anybody from Asia Garden is listening, shout out to Asia Garden in yeah. Jackson, Tennessee. because And to all the chefs. Yes. Because you guys have the best sushi in the world. Yeah, I've ate it in a lot of different countries and never found any that's Mm -mm. as good as that. There's amazing sushi here in Abu Dhabi, but... It it, it doesn't compare. Well, it's different, but like it is really delicious. But to get the really delicious stuff, it is so expensive. Yeah, very expensive. Um, But yeah, so the sushi place and then Mexican food. Shout out to LP. Los Portales. If you're from West Tennessee... You know what we're talking about. Um, That's actually in Abu Dhabi. We don't have very many Mexican food places at all. But there's a a couple of really good ones. Bro Blanco. Yeah. It's very good. That's probably our favorite one. There's Tex-Mex here. Like there's Chili's and El Chico. Yeah. um, Not real authentic. I don't think Los Patrales is probably like authentic Mexican street food. But it's what we grew up with. Yeah. And it's delicious. It's fun to go there. So, yeah. yeah, It makes me think of home. Really excited to have those places. And then, of course, like, also. Yeah. Picasso Pizzeria, Community Cafe. 
I feel like I'm just going to have to name all my yeah. favorite places. So anyway. Chick-fil-A, which is not just local to our hometown. It's across the U.S. I bet Chick-fil-A is the first place we go when we land. That generally ends up being the first place we stop at as soon yeah. as we get out of the airport. We stopped at Chick-fil-A on the way home, and it is so yummy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, eating at our favorite restaurants, and it's nostalgic for me as well. Yeah. And those places are also quite popular where we're from, and so every time we go, we'll run into... 30 people we let you know. <laughs> you know, the joys of being from a small town. Yeah, you see everybody you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Another challenge about going home, oh, this one is really hard for me, is that realizing that life goes on just fine without us. Yeah. Everybody grows up. They move away. Their kids grow up or they stay there. Yeah. Like, so when we left, you know, some of our nieces and nephews were so young and now they're teenagers or they're in college. And I'm like, but, but no, but when I left, you were this size and that yeah. age and you should still be that. And also like, you know, people just, they, sorry, people hit the mic. They get married, they have babies, like things just change. And apparently we don't need to be there. Yeah. Cause it's, still keeps happening yeah so it when we first went home it was the very first summer i was like but but i haven't been here how could you have just gone on without me <laughs> but i mean like obviously that's just silly but our life goes on yeah. but it it feels like their life should stop and yeah. ours keep going not that i want it to stop but it feels like when i left like everything froze in time yeah and i should just be able to go back to that time and that's not how it works no it's not unfortunately yeah um and I would say another challenge is that kind of along those same lines is that everything changes and also nothing changes. So like we said, we haven't been home in two years and I was talking to my friend the other day and I said, oh man, like I wonder how much has changed since we've been home. And um, she said a ton of things and also nothing at all. Yep. And I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking because, you know, there's new restaurants popping up. People are older people have different jobs yeah there's new sports plexes or whatever happens in a town over six years and then but also i know that we can go to the same bar and see the same people sitting on the same bar stools talking about the same problems that we're doing that 15 years ago yeah um oh i guarantee you we can go to one bar and i i can almost guarantee you we can go i think they're only open six days a week no they're open seven now but anyway I guarantee it. Six days a week, I can go in there and find this one guy that's been in there for as long as I can remember. <laughs> He's yeah. always there. And, you know, it's funny because I'm sure here there are bars like that with people like that that go to the same place every day. Yeah. We just, I, I don't know. We get, I guess you get more choices here. Yeah, more options. But I think with that, sometimes it's it's nice sometimes that nothing changes. Like you go home and you're like, oh, yeah, this is exactly how my hometown should be. And then sometimes I go back and I'm like, oh my gosh, people get with the times. Like, let's let's be more progressive. Yeah, let's but, get out of the box a little bit. But then I think, like at the heart of that is, uh, I realize that we've changed. Yes, more than, I guess you don't realize it while you're gone. But when you go home, you realize how much you've, your thoughts have changed and the way you, you look at, at other people and other things have changed. Yeah. I mean, moving abroad changes you. Moving anywhere changes you. Yeah, because it takes it out. Of, you take, well, unless you move from one side of the town we live on to the other <laughs> side. But it takes you out of your comfort zone and makes you 
appreciate what you had, I guess, and makes you. Yeah, it just makes you see things in a different light. I think especially if you move out of the country that you're from, you realize that other countries have different priorities or other people have different priorities. Um, What they value as a culture may be different. Um, So, and not just moving abroad, like extensive traveling will also do this to your mindset will really change you. Um, And I'm really thankful that we've changed. Not that I thought anything was wrong with us before, but I'm so thankful that we've changed. We're so much more open-minded. I thought we were open-minded before, but now. Now I think we're very open-minded. We're constantly surrounded by different cultures, different religions, different languages. And you just learn to adapt and like appreciate it. Yeah, you appreciate what everybody can offer to you. Instead of trying to see things like through your own lens, you just kind of say like, oh, well, I wonder why they believe that. And then they can tell you and you can have a conversation about yeah. it. And that's, and like she said, that's one thing cool about living abroad. And I'm going to jump on Americans for a minute. We have met Americans here and in other countries that refuse to change. They're like, well, this is the way we do it in America. And I was like, you're not in America anymore. <laughs> so get over it and adjust and adapt. Yeah. Um, I, I completely agree with that. And so I would say with that, another challenge is the reverse culture shock. People who repatriate, go back to their home country, really experience this. Yeah. But I feel like we definitely get a hint of it when we go back home for a few weeks. Um like when you move abroad, people you have culture shock going to a different place. But when you move back home, it's the same because you've adapted to your your new home that you're in. And I forget that um, West Tennessee is not nearly as progressive or open minded as where we live now, in most in most aspects. And um, if you're from a small town, you'll get it. You just people can just be really judgmental and really yeah. biased for no reason. Yeah. So I, I just forget that. Yeah. So. Something I'm not looking forward to when we get home. Yeah, to being judged. <laughs> yeah, to being judged. But you know what? It's okay, yeah. right? Like, like we're, I mean. I'm fine it's with It's not it. really okay. Like, we're okay with yeah. it. But and Like I said, you know, I, I was born and raised in this town. Uh, I don't think I look that much different besides long hair, tattoos, and weird looking when I come back into town. And. <laughs> You can definitely tell when people have not seen me in five or six years and they're like, really, is this you now? And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry you don't like it, but it's all right. it is what it is. Yeah. I also think that being an expat has taught us we care a lot less what people think. Yeah. Because we're not in that, that small little, town mindset. We're like, I don't know. I don't want to call it a small town mindset because nothing's wrong with small towns. No. Like, I, I mean, it. It takes that to make the world go round. They're, they're very quaint and cozy and welcoming usually. But um, sometimes if you're from there and you leave and then you come back, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to exactly put it into words. No, I don't either. But you you step out of their little bubble and they're like, well, you're no longer part of this little click bubble, whatever you want to call it. And they look at you as an outsider then. Yeah, or maybe, so for me, I don't feel like people look at me as an outsider, but I feel like an outsider. Like, I feel like I don't really fit anymore into that. Maybe, I mean, I think people are pretty welcoming. It's the South, so Oh, yeah, everybody's going to say hello, hold the door for you, and shake your hand, hug you. But I feel like... Ask you how your mama's doing? Yeah, how's your mama now? (laughs) I I, I don't know, I just got in town. I feel like 
I don't fit necessarily anymore. And I don't think that's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I mean, uh, it's not saying that we outgrew where we're from. It's just that I think we've changed our way of thinking. Definitely. I would say I think we outgrew the life that we had at that time. Yeah. But again, that's a very personal thing. It's not based on what no, was around ba- us. It yeah. was our personal decisions that we decided we wanted to do something different. Yeah, it's not based on anything from the town. It's just based on what we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, okay, that was a bit heavy. Let's go back to some positives. All right. I'm excited to go to our church. Yeah, to where I fit in. <laughs> so um, we actually still attend our church online every Sunday. We go to Journey Church in Three Way, Tennessee. Shout out to all the Journey team. We absolutely love it. It's a place where everybody fits in. Yeah. Like it's just open and I'm just excited to be there in person. Excited for the music. Yeah, our music is great. But see the people, have the experience together. Uh and other things that I'm excited about. Is it it's just a bit more casual. Yes. In West Tennessee than where we live now. Um, like you said earlier, we can just have a little like backyard cookout and barbecue instead of going to a bar where drinks are a minimum of $15. Even if it's a casual bar, Yeah, drinks will be that expensive. And like rooking up and just like, and I know you can do that more and more. It's changed a lot in the last several years here. But just being able to ruck up in shorts, t-shirt, shorts, t-shirts, and flip-flops. I said that all at one time. <laughs> but, and... Not being told that you don't meet dress code and you got to leave. Yeah. So a lot of places here are smart casual. Yeah. Or some, they, something like that. But it, it is way more relaxed now. But I know one time they didn't they didn't want to let us in a restaurant. And this was this year. We had been uh, to a hotel. And at the hotel, we went to the beach club all day. Okay. We paid to get into the beach club. Sat there all day. Stayed there all day. Spent our money there. And then walked to the restaurant at the hotel and they didn't want to let us in because we, because you had on flip flops. Yeah. And I said we've been at you know we've been at your beach club all day, and they were like, oh, but it's not allowed. I'm like, this is an outdoor dining restaurant that is on, on the, the water. On the water in yeah. the marina. Yeah. And then there's another restaurant here that is notorious for being ridiculous about their dress code. I mean, I guess it's not ridiculous. It's their dress code. Yeah, they, it is theirs. They choose to stick to it, but it's a tiki bar. And they don't allow men in shorts or sandals. Yeah. You got to have long <laughs> pants on. And closed so, toed shoes. That's something I'm looking forward to. It's just like yeah. walking into a restaurant or a bar in shorts and flip flops and be like, here I am. Yeah, it's just a bit more casual and relaxed. And in the same line, it's cheaper at home. The, the majority of things, not everything, but the majority of things are cheaper. Yeah. Like you can go to a bar or a pub or whatever you want to call yeah. it and get a pint of beer for three fifty to yeah. six bucks. Yeah. Even craft beer. Whereas yeah. here a pint of Heineken is fifty dirhams. Yeah. Which is about um thirteen fifty US yeah. dollars. And then if you get a craft beer like oh, what seven. they consider craft beer, I'm thankful that they have it, but uh like a a brew dog will cost you seventy dirhams. Yeah. Twenty dollars. Yeah. Glass, hurt, a glass of wine would be the same price. Which hurts my feelings so bad. Cocktails are usually about um, 65 to 75 dirhams, so about 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean, this is why we go out on happy hour and yeah, the deals and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just it's a bit cheaper overall. Um, 
And speaking of cheaper, one of my favorite places to go when I'm home is all my favorite grocery stores. Yes, she will get lost in every grocery store in town. Yes, so I love to go to Kroger, the big Kroger, and I love uh, Aldi. Those are my two favorite ones. And um, there's a small grocery store downtown that I like to go to as well. That's like more organic and yeah. uh, natural stuff. Um, but yes, I love going to the grocery store. And all, the deals are so good, especially at Aldi. I'm like, avocados. So here, Haas avocados are 30 dirhams per kg. So 15 dirhams per pound, which is like five five bucks. Yeah. Five bucks a pound for avocados. And at Aldi... They're like two for a dollar. Yeah. The last time we went home, she tried to buy them all. And I was like, we can't was, eat 10,000 avocados. I was like, we need to buy all 30. He's like, what are we going to make? A ton of guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> guacamole for everybody. <laughs> I need it all. And the watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. And not just the grocery stores, but going to the farmer's market. I think our farmer's market is one of my absolute favorite ones. You get to see a ton of people that you know. Everybody's like there with their dogs walking around as if it's so, I, I just, it's so Southern. I absolutely love it. There's fresh donuts. Yeah. Cause they get a massive donut the size of your head for a couple bucks. Yeah. Donuts. There's a uh, local coffee and then you've got all the farmers there selling their produce and you can get absolutely everything. And when we're home in the summer, it's just like peak season for all the deliciousness. There's berries, peaches, tomatoes, Corn. Corn, watermelon. Mm. Yeah. All of Everything's it. in. Yeah. So I'm really, that's one of my favorite things about going home. Okay. So a few more challenges about going home is that, um, this is going to sound kind of mean. I don't mean this to be mean towards anyone. It's just something we've experienced is sometimes people ask how we are. Or they say, oh, do you still like it? Are you safe? Yeah, the same question. Do you like it? Are you safe? That's what they've been asking us for the same six year, or for the past six years. And then once we say, yeah, we love it, and yes, we are extremely safe, the conversation changes. Yeah. And they, that's like as much as they want to know about our lives, which it's okay. Not not everybody's, I mean, we're not the most interesting people in the world um, to them, but no. But, you know, like when you come home and people make such a big deal about like wanting to spend time with you and then they don't want to know anything about your life. It's just like, oh. Yeah, they go straight into, you know, their job, the same job they had when they left, their kids. They either going off to college or in high school or whatever. And but they, won't, they yeah. won't give you a chance to tell you anything about you. They just yeah. want to tell you everything about them. And I'm happy to lis listen. Oh, yeah. All about their life. But it's a two-way street. And I think... And I think it just comes from people don't know what to ask us about living over here because they, they just don't have any experience with it. And that's okay. But we would like to share our experiences. Yeah. It's a give and take. Yeah. But I also think that, um, oh, I don't know who's going to listen to this, but I think that um, some people have said this to us, so I feel okay saying it. Some people feel maybe a bit uh, jealous or even intimidated but us saying like, oh yeah, we like we travel here and there, and not it's not like we can travel all the time. We only get a, a few weeks off a year. But oh, I don't know how to describe that. Yeah, I don't know how to say that either. You don't want to say it's jealousy or envy or anything like that. But 
It's just different than what they have experience with, and so they don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to sum it up. Um, Instead of saying, hey, you know, what cool countries have you been to in the last 24 months since the last time I saw you? You'd be like, nowhere. We didn't get to travel. Yeah. Uh, not true. No, we did go to the Seychelles. Since we've been home last, we've been several countries. It was just in the last year. Yeah. We haven't been anywhere except Seychelles. Um, but yeah, and obviously, like, I'm not talking about our super close friends because we keep in contact with them on a regular basis. No, but it's just people that, you know, when we lived there, we'd run into them a couple times a month. You know, you were friends, but you weren't like every other day friends, I guess. People that we didn't see every other day. Yeah, but we probably talked to regularly just because we saw them. Yeah. But since we've moved, there hasn't been a lot of effort to stay in touch. Um, and some some people, they think because they see what you put on Facebook or Instagram. That they know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, that they know what's going on in your life. And it's like, yeah. We put the cool stuff that we do. Like, we don't put up, like, oh, when we had to move and it was just a complete shit show for a couple <laughs> of weeks. Or, um, you know, the washing machine bur- broke and we're, like, doing laundry in the bathtub. and Yeah, cleaning the house. Yeah, we don't put all the regular stuff or the ugly stuff on there. Um, but people who, you know, they like a few of your Facebook posts and then when... When you come home, they're like, you have to come see me because I know all about you. And it's like, I haven't talked to you in 24 months. No, thank you. I I feel like I'm being mean. I'm not trying to be mean. No, it's not being mean. It's just that, like I said, when you step outside of that bubble, some people don't understand that you're not in that bubble anymore, I guess. And they can't, they can't see it, I guess. But it is what it is. They just can't relate to it. Yeah. So, um... Also, I feel like you, we do have to be choosy with our who we spend our time with when we go back home because it's limited. Yeah, it is very limited. And, you know, we both have families. I have a very large family yes, that takes do. forever to see and to get them all together and this, that, and other between nieces and nephews and uh, brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws. It takes, uh, it takes two weeks to see them all. <laughs> But, you know, obviously, like, we prioritize the people that we stay in touch with. Well, definitely. So, some of our family, some of our friends. Yeah. And if we see other people outside of that, fine. But I'm not going to prioritize. No. Just like, Breaking you know, our backs to go see everybody. They're not prioritizing to fly 8,000 miles to see me. Exactly. Yeah. Can't feel guilty about it, then. Nope. Because they got to live our life, and we got to live ours. Yeah. Um... And then I guess the the last thing that is still a challenge for me when we go home is that the goodbyes are still very hard. Yeah, it's never fun saying bye. No, even if it's a see you later, we'll see you in 12 months. Like it's a, a long time. I mean, obviously last time we left, we thought it would be 12 months, not 24. Um, it's a long time Yeah. to not see friends and family. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the worst part. And it doesn't get easier. Like it's just as hard the sixth year going home as it was the first year we were home so but we are really excited about it yeah excited about being home seeing something green not excited about the flight i don't mind the flight it's long it is long 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 it takes a long time to get there but i don't know we'll have to do another one about long-haul flights and how to survive them yeah 
how much alcohol you're expected to drink on the plane. To, <laughs> I don't recommend much because you'll be very dehydrated. Or how much you shouldn't drink. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are our positives and our challenges of visiting home as an expat. If you have some that you would like to share, if you're an expat, or even if you're just a traveler and then you go back home and feel like you don't fit in a bit, reach out to us. We would love to share other people's experiences as well maybe do an interview yeah just let us know we'll figure out a way to contact each other and make it happen yeah so thanks for listening thanks so much for joining us today if you enjoyed the episode please subscribe share it on social media give us a rating and leave a review these really help us follow and connect with us on instagram at our wayward life and reach out to us with any questions either through social media or email at ourwaywardlife@gmail.com. at gmail.com Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.